Tom Olive Shave Cream presents Gangbusters. Authentic inside facts about America's worst criminals. Taken from the files of the American police, an actual record of their endless war on the underworld. The crusade against crime. Sent to you every Wednesday by the makers of those two unique shave creams made with olive oil, palm olive shave cream and palm olive brushless. Tonight, Philip H. Lord interviews former Sheriff Ellie Alderman of Lamar, Colorado, to find out how four innocent men were saved from the gallows. And Jake and Ralph, the Flegel brothers, ruthless killers, were brought to justice by the scientific laboratory. Men tonight, on behalf of palm olive shave cream and palm olive brushless, those two unique shave creams made with olive oil to help condition your skin, I bring you a famous woman athlete and coach, Miss Dee Beckman. Miss Beckman was head coach of the 1936 American Women's Olympic team, is herself a former holder of world's running records for distances from 100 to 880 yards. Miss Beckman. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. Miss Beckman, have you had any experience with olive oil as a skin conditioner? Yes, Mr. Ralph, I have. You see, my life's work is among women in organized athletics, and that means helping to keep women athletes in condition. Skin as well as muscles. Now, for that purpose, I use olive oil, nature's finest skin conditioner. And that's why, as coach of the American women's Olympic team, I used olive oil in Berlin last year. Thank you, Miss Beckman. And men, that's why we make both palm olive shave cream and palm olive brushes with olive oil. Because it is nature's finest skin conditioner. And that's why either palm olive shave cream or palm olive brushless will help give you a closer, easier, quicker shave and also help tone up, condition your skin. Get a tube of palm olive shave cream if you use a brush, palm olive brushless if you don't use a brush, and see your own skin grow gradually healthier, younger looking. But now visualize the setting for tonight's interview. Former Sheriff Ellie Alderman is sitting across the desk from Philip H. Lord in a special office at New York Police Headquarters, turned over to Mr. Lord by Commissioner Lewis J. Valentine of the New York Police Department. Philip H. Lord begins the interview with former Sheriff Alderman. Sheriff Alderman, I'm familiar with this case of Jake and Ralph Flegel, and I believe the inside facts of it are going to be very exciting to us, Mr. Lord, with cold blood west. But I wish you'd start, sir, by... Well, that was me, when A large black car drove up before the First National Bank of Lamar, Colorado. Four men slipped out of the car, and with drawn guns, entered the bank. Mr. Well, you want to watch that cold, Miss Harvey? Yes, sir. Uh, give the money to the cashier and the statements to my son. Yes, sir, I will. Uh, everybody, Ralph, <laughs> get that money in that bag. Just a minute. I'm the president of this bank. Shut up. I'm the president of this bank, and I'll protect it. The old caller shot me. Kill him. <laughs> You killed my father. You killed my father. Let's kill them, Dad. We'll kill any more and make a move. Hey, get that bundle of money over there. Okay. Right, then I'll just run out the front of the bank. That bank president full of busted my jaw. Ah, shut up. We killed him and his son, didn't we? What more do you want? Get that bundle of money. I'll even move to that crowd up front. Ah, never mind. I'll fix that. Hey, you, cashier. Get out here in the middle of the floor. Now, everybody, listen. We're taking his cashier with us. If you try to follow us, we'll kill him. You, cashier. Walk to the car right ahead of us here. Walk right through that crowd out front. All right, you people, tell him. We'll tell him more and make him more. You can't get away with this. You fight, guys. Get in that car quick. 
You drive out the cover. Okay, we're off. My cover. The officers didn't dare shoot, Mr. Lord, because the bank teller was being hung out of the car by his feet. But the bandits were shooting back at the officers, weren't they? Yes, and one of the shots put the police car out of commission. An hour later, the bandit car drew up to a little deserted shack in the country and stopped. Come on, Jake. We'll take this thing guy into the shack. Come on, you. Get out. But he, he's going to leave me in that shack? You take one of his arms, that's and I'll take the other. Okay. Come on, stand up and walk. All right. Come on. Up these steps now. Open the door. Get in there. You ain't gonna kill me. What do you think we brought you up here for? To play peanut the liquor? Oh, don't kill me. Yeah, that's it. Get down on your knees. You won't have so far to fall. Haven't you got any pity? Okay, Ralph. Pour the lead for him. Hell. Blast him. Yeah, he won't tell nothing now. Come on. We gotta get out of this section. We'll head for the hideout over in Kansas. Well, Mr. Lord, the gang goes to their hideout, a dilapidated ranch in Kansas. After arriving, Ralph drove with his brother, Jake Flegel, to the nearest town for a doctor. Are you the doctor? Yes. Well, there's a man who's just been hurt out in the country. He's got to have a doctor quick. Oh. Uh, how did it happen? Why, uh, he was hurt by a tractor. It's very serious. Well, um, my bag is in my car out front, so um, let's go. Okay, sir. Sorry to follow you so late. Oh, that's quite all right. That's my duty. Um, uh, which way? And the way you heard it, Jack. Oh, um, would you mind opening that window a little? Oh, not at all. <laughs> it works hard. You have to take a hold of the glass and push it down. Oh, yes. Now hold on to the glass with the top and push it down. Okay. There. Fine. Now we'll drive out and look after your friend. When Jake got the dog to the ranch house, Doctor operated on Ralston Chaucer? Uh, they forced him to at the point of a gun, Mr. Lord. And then he was held captive all night. The next morning, Jake and Ralph found the doctor, blindfolded him, forced him into his own car, and drove with him to a steep cliff overlooking the canyon. 
This is the highest point of the cliff. Drive over to the edge, Ralph. Okay. Nearer, nearer the edge, Ralph. Put the front wheels right on the edge. But draw my cave away. It's mostly rock. I said put the front wheels right on the edge of the cliff. All right. <laughs> I didn't say to put the front wheels over the edge. No, it's quick, all right. Two more riches than we'd have been all over there. Get out, Doc. I know this cliff. It's almost a 700-foot drop down there. Please take the bandage off my eyes. Shut up and get out. Take his other arm, Ralph. Do you feel the edge of the cliff there with your foot, Doc? Yes. I don't suppose it's any use appealing to your decency. We ain't got nothing against you, Doc. We just got to protect ourselves. So you're... You're really going to kill me? Push me off of the cliff? Stop your whining, Doc. No, I'm not whining for you or any other man. But it's natural to want to know if you're going to be killed. Well, you are. You're going to go end over end right down to the bottom. Yeah, I've got a family. They'll be worried. May I write the last message? Now we ain't got time for that trash. Well, so long, Doc. Anything to say? Yes. Yes. My last words are, both of you will hang for this. Yeah. Put that gun to his head and let him have it. Well, hold on to him. Then we'll put him over the cliff. Give it all. Yeah, I finished him. Come on, push him over the cliff. You yeah. won't never tell nothing. Yeah. He bounced off that cliff. <laughs> He's gone all right. Come on. Release the brake of his car. That goes there, bro. Come on. Give it a shot. Yeah. Careful you don't go over with it. Okay. There she goes. Nobody will ever know we did this. Three murders in 24 hours, Sheriff Alderman. The doctor missing. Now, one of the citizens organized a searching party. Even airplanes were prepped into service, Mr. Lord. And one police officer, looking down from one of the planes, saw a red car lying at the bottom of the canyon. Several officers, including a fingerprint expert of the Garden City, Kansas Police Department, were the first to climb down and reach the wreckage. They found the body of the doctor. They examined the car for hours. I've checked everything about this car, Jim. I can't find any clues. There are some fingerprints, but they're all fingerprints of the doctor. Yeah. I wonder if this murder had any connection with that bank robbery in Lamar. There's nothing to connect him. Hey, that right-hand window in front. Down. Probably busted in pieces inside the case. Any used to fingerprints on the glass? If the window was down, nobody could leave their fingerprints on the glass because the glass would be inside the door. That's right. Unless the person put the window down after he got in the car. I'll take a look to be sure. This is one of the cruelest murders I ever ran against. Evidently, Fowl's gang forced a doctor to come out here and treat one of the members. 
Then they killed him this way. Hey, Jim, look here. What you found? Look at those pieces of glass here. See that fingerprint? Yeah. Pretty bad, though. That's just part of a fingerprint. I know, but this print isn't the doctor's. Now, if the murderer rode in the front seat with the doctor, perhaps the murderer put that car window down. It's a possibility, but a very indistinct print. It's almost too indistinct to do anything with. The Federal Bureau of Investigation in Washington has been doing some wonderful work on fingerprints. I'm going to send this print to them. Well, Mr. Lord, that fragment of a fingerprint was sent to Washington. Before you tell us the outcome... I'm going to ask Eric Rolfe to give us a message from the makers of Palm Olive Shave Cream. Make the series possible. Well, certainly, Mr. Lord. All right, Eric, if you step up here. Thank you, sir. Men who new shave with either Palm Olive Shave Cream or Palm Olive Brushes, we think you'll find to get these two benefits. First, a quicker, closer, easier shave. Second, a skin feeling extra smooth, toned up, more pliant, yes, gradually younger looking. Because... Both palm olive shave cream and palm olive brushes are made with just the right amount of olive oil, nature's finest skin conditioner. Tomorrow, get a tube of palm olive shave cream if you use a brush, palm olive brushless if you use a brushless cream. Okay, Phil. And now, Sheriff Alderman, the car has been found, and on a broken piece of glass with one small part of a fingerprint. Several weeks passed, Mr. Lord. And then Inspector Haynes was in his office at the Federal Bureau of Investigation at Washington. Report, Inspector Haynes. Report on those suspects being held in the morrow. Hmm. Feelings running high out there. They'll get the death penalty in quick order. Hmm. Emerson, I'm worried. We've been sent this fragmentary fingerprint. It was found on a piece of broken glass from the doctor's car, which was pushed over the cliff after the doctor was murdered. It's only part of one print, and we've got no way of checking it with our files. Four suspects have already been arrested out in Lamar. You feel that the four suspects they're holding are the wrong ones, then? Yes, I do. True, they've been identified by witnesses who were in the bank during the robbery. But feeling has been running so high out there that the identification of the four men can be wrong. But what do you suggest, sir? Thousands of fingerprints are coming in here every week from police all over the country. Before those Lamar suspects are convicted... If a fingerprint should come in from any police department that matched this print, you'd know that the real criminal was still loose and the four suspects out in Lamar would be saved. I see, sir. I want you to take this single fingerprint, have an enlargement made and placed on the desk of every man in the fingerprint division and see if perhaps out of the thousands of prints which come in, one may correspond to this one. All right, sir. Our only hope is that the man who left this fingerprint will be picked up for some offense. That he will be fingerprinted by some local police department and his print sent here. I'll put the order through immediately, sir, for every man in the fingerprint division to memorize this print. Well, Mr. Lord, months passed. Then Frank Maynard, one of the many clerks whose business it was to examine fingerprints all day long, was working late in the Department of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Frank. Pretty soon. Oh, wait a minute here. Look at this print. What does the card say on him? Not much. Print convention starts in California. William Harrison Holden. 
Arrested a week ago on suspicion of robbery, but was released because of lack of evidence. Okay. It's a well pattern. Let me see that print. There's a well. Ask Inspector Holmes if he can hear it once. What for? Get him quick. I want to see if he's got a record on this man. I'll get him. Seventeen over. Two over eight. What's the matter, Frank? Oh, listen. This is a fingerprint sent in by the police of Stockton, California. A week ago, they arrested a man out in California as a suspect on a robbery charge. The man was released, but the Stockton police fingerprinted him. Send his prints along with us as a matter of routine. I want you to take a look at the print of this man's index finger. Yes. You see there? The peculiar formation of that ridge? Yes. I think that's a similar fingerprint to the one that was found in the glass of that car that was pushed over the cliff after that doctor was killed out of Lamar, Colorado. If it is, then the real criminal is still loose. Check this complete print with a file. I am, sir. Let me see. If your memory is right, you've done the most outstanding thing in the fingerprint division, Frank. Yes, take a look. See, this card from Stockton, California, calls this man William Harrison Holden. Yes. Now, this card here in the files matches the fingerprint of this card from California. The man's real name who was arrested out in California is Jake Flegel. Flegel? Who's Jake Flegel? The card here says Jake Flegel served time at the Oklahoma State Penitentiary in 1916. Good boy, Frank. I'll telephone the police out at Lamar and Garden City, Kansas, so they can check on Jake Flegel before those four suspects out there are sentenced to the gallows. As soon as the Garden City Police received the Federal Bureau of Investigation's message, Mr. Lord, they recalled some men by the name of Flegel who had a house a few miles out of the city. The police immediately rushed out, surrounded the house, and knocked on the door. We're officers of the law. I'm Sheriff Thomas. Now, who are you? I'm the caretaker here. Caretaker, eh? Where are Ralph and Jake Flegel? I don't know. Are they here? No. Well, we're coming in to make sure. Back into the house and keep your hands up. Right away. Who's in that room back there? Nobody. Take a look, Davis. I'll keep this caretaker covered. Well, listen, caretaker, we haven't got time to waste. Where are Ralph and Jake Fiegel? I don't know. There's a couple of letters of the Sheriff, Thomas. Are you a couple of these? I'm alone there. Damn, right where you are, caretaker. Keep your eye on him, Dave. Oh, I see. Here's a letter from Ralph Fiegel. Is the principal of Cartoon of that post office back to the... Here's a key in mine. Ah, that letter to my girlfriend. Dave, keep this house under watch. Let no messages go in or out. All right, sir. This is a letter from Ralph Flegel. I'm taking the plane to Kansas City, Illinois. Sheriff Thomas arrived at Kankakee, Mr. Lord, and he stationed himself in the post office, and a long wait followed. Finally, Sheriff Thomas, the man has just gone to that post office box. Yeah, I've been watching him. I think it's Ralph Flegel, too. Get your gun out. There. He's 
Unlocking the box. We're gonna wait. Why don't you stop him? He's taking the letter. Wait. I want him to open it. He's going to read it right there. Come on, man. I have your gun ready. Take them handcuffs off me. Oh, no, Ralph Lego. You're wanted for the robbery of the Lamar Bank of Lamar. Well, you can't prove it. Take these cuffs off me. Four innocent men would have been hung if we hadn't caught you. Come on. Put your hands right off. Right off. Come on, Ralph Lego. Did Ralph Lego admit his part in the Lamar Bank robbery and murder, Sheriff Alderman? He did, Mr. Lord. And he incriminated his brother, Jake. The search for Jake lasted a year and extended throughout the entire country. Finally, October 14th, 1930, William Simpson and Harry Green, two Lamar police officers, got on the train down for Branson, Missouri. The local sheriff boarded the train at a switch just before they arrived at Branson. about you. He takes a Simpson, my partner. Glad How are you? Sit down, Sheriff. It'll be another minute or so before we get into Branson. Uh, Detective Green, will you give me a little background of this case? Well, Sheriff, some time ago, the police got Ralph Flugel. Finally, Ralph let it drop that Jake Flugel had an old friend down here somewhere in Missouri. If I wrote here, I knew Jake ten years ago. Yes. So we put an advertisement in the newspapers all over Missouri. The advertisement read, Jake... Get in touch with your old friend at Branson, Missouri. We reasoned that Jake would think his friend had something important to tell him, so Jake would come here to Branson to see him. That's a clever piece of reasoning, gentlemen. That's clever, too. Well, you think we better come down here, sir, and see if Jake falls to the ad and shows up in Branson. Well, this is Branson, Missouri, gentlemen. Let me take your bag and play host to you while you're here. Thanks, Sheriff. You lead the way. Wait a minute. Take a breeze. See that man running and getting the ball? Yes. That's great people. Sure, sir. I'm positive. Quick. Get back on the plane. We're okay. Take Jake Fiegel's car? No. Jake got on the car hit. This is a break that comes once in a lifetime. Simpson. Move into the car ahead. Walk through the car. And don't drink of water. That'll put you in the far end of the car. Okay. Now, as soon as you get up there, the sheriff and I will go into the car, stop walking up the aisle. When we get opposite Flegel, we'll all close it. Jake Flegel knows he'll be executed if we capture him. He'll probably try to shoot it up. Okay. You go ahead into the other car, sir. Good luck. Same to you, men. We'll wait a second. Then we'll go into the other car. Jake Flegel's a bad man. Right, right, right. Sir, this is up the other end of the car. Come on, sir. And as soon as you get inside the other car, stop. Okay. Which one is Jake Fugel, sir? That heavy set cut on the right hand side. Keep me alone. Come on. We'll go up and try to take it. 
Attention, citizens of Iowa, be on lookout for kidnappers and robbers believed riding in dark 1936 Plymouth, Sudan, Minnesota license plates, banded 30, 190 pounds, gray suit, gray cap, and complexion, kidnapped a garage owner of Fort Madison, Iowa, leaving companions to rifle garage safe. If you have any information concerning these clues, notify your local police or gangbusters at once. Next week, gangbusters will present the Blood Oath Gang, a gang that swore to be more deadly than Dillinger or the Barker Gang. These criminals mixed their blood and took the Blood Oath that they'd never be captured. They swore that if any member was captured, they'd go right into the prison, dynamite it, and kill the guards and free every member. Here's what happened when they tried it, and how the police outsmarted them in the crusade against crime. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.